Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast, where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. So it's often been a question in my mind um, to kind of wonder why people don't turn inward. Why are people so focused on finding the solutions or living their life in the outside world? You know, and I'm, I mean, there's a part of that that's very obvious because we are in the outside world and that is a very real part of reality. We wouldn't want to ignore that. But why do we ignore the very equally very real reality of the inside world? Uh, and we do really seem to want to ignore it. It is something that we press down and get out of the way and like, oh, I don't want to think about that or I don't want to do that or, oh, my gosh, like soul searching that sounds awful or, you know, just the inner world is definitely something we try to avoid. Um, in fact, somebody was telling me recently, oh, I wish I could remember exactly how they said it because it was really great, but basically that all of the mindfulness practices that we do are you know all of the things that are kind of inner world based are meant to shut that down quiet it suppress it like kind of get it out of there i mean like for example most of the modern day interpretations and advice on meditation is actually not meant to listen more deeply to your inner world. It's meant to quiet it and get rid of <laughs> that inner world stuff. Like it's sort of meant to suppress it, suppress all those things going on in there or quiet them down or let them go. And not that there's anything wrong with letting the things go or getting quieter, but... It's just the way that it's put. It appeals to this desire that people clearly have to shut that up. Shut up the inner world. Shut up the inner voice. Shut up all those things that are going on in there. They are driving me nuts or I don't want to deal with them or they're, you know, cumbersome or they give me anxiety because I, you know, and it's like shut it up and shut it down. And a lot of whatever we do, whether it's the meditation stuff or like some therapy, is kind of almost pitched and appealing to that desire to shut it up, shut it up, quiet it down, suppress it, or they wouldn't say suppress. Uh, well, maybe, yeah, but it's definitely like a tame it, tame it like get on it like a bull and tame it break it and get it to lay down and shut up <laughs> and you know of course taming isn't the kind of relationship you would want to have i mean honestly there's whole books on taming you know your inner parts um because i do think you want to have control over it and you know dominance over it and you're the boss and like oh yikes i mean that sounds so strange because right away it divides you from your inner self and the most liberating thing and satisfying and soothing thing is to befriend that uh, whole inner world and like have it be a wonderful place to be 
even if it's really busy and loud in there, you know, but like befriend it. Sometimes your friend is busy and loud and sometimes they have a lot of stuff to tell you. Sometimes they have like complaints, but if it's a true friend and if you know how to be a friend, you know that what's involved is thick and thin and highs and lows and you're going to sit and listen and you're not going to be like, oh God, shut up. I mean, you know, if you are a friend that tries to get your friend to shut up if they have negative things to say, mm, you know, you guys aren't going to be in the best relationship. Like they aren't going to feel so great about that. That doesn't feel soothing to anyone. And the same goes for your whole inner state, your inner world. Like if you're just constantly trying to get it to shut up or tame it, that's not really a befriended type of situation. So you guys are not actually going to be in a smooth partnership or relationship. And so all this stuff points to that thing that I observe all the time where, you know, people just want to shut it up in there. They just don't give it a lot of value. And they definitely don't seem to look for answers there. They are always searching for the answers to their problems externally. I mean, certainly externally first. Maybe when faced with a brick wall of a situation, they might go internally, you know, but man, it's like the human... I mean, I do. I just wonder about it. I think, why? Why in the world are people always looking outside for the solutions? And why are they always looking outside for the good stuff, for the happy moments? Why are they always looking outside for um, satisfaction and to really feel alive? Why are they always looking outside to create those moments, even if they're like, oh, I've got to find who I really am, which is a very internal question. <laughs> they're going to look for circumstances outside of themselves to make them feel like they are their real self or that they're who they really are. What? <laughs> you know, like it's always going through that outside loop. And I wonder about it often. And of course, because I am such a nerd about this like inner world stuff, I just, it baffles my mind all the time. But a friend brought up to me yesterday, he was talking about addicts because he's an addict and he's done many years in AA and um, he made a statement that I guess he's learned through, you know, his experience being an addict or in an AA um, about how addicts definitely always want uh, to like place the blame on the outside and they want the problems or the solutions to the problems to be somebody else like, well, you know, or some other thing. They want the solutions to their problems to be all outside of themselves. And the reason why, he says, is because they want the problems. It's like they want the problems to be outside of themselves so that the solutions to the problems are outside of themselves because they don't want the problem to be inside of themselves, you know? So they're looking for solutions outside instead of looking for solutions inside because 
If the solutions are inside of them, maybe that means the problems are inside of them. But if they keep the solutions on the outside and it's everything else and it's all the outside world and the exterior, then that means that the problems are all out there too. But what they don't want to face or what they find like crippling or whatever, like all of that work that seems like so backwards to logic, you know, because why would you want all the solutions to be outside of you? You have way less control and now you got to hunt them down. Like, why wouldn't you want to grab the solutions inside of you? Those are easy and you're empowered there. Who doesn't want to be empowered? Well, he raised a good point because then that means that the problem are on the inside of you too instead of just always out there and they want the problems to always be outside of them and everything else and all the stuff in the outer world that's where the problems are they don't want to face that problems or that the problem the problems might be right in there or with you and that I do understand. I mean, that I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Because for all these years, I've just been like, why are people do this is a very roundabout, inefficient, non-logical approach. And it doesn't even seem empowering. Like, you know, why are you going to make everything about being alive and living and finding the solutions that you want about the outside world, everything that's outside of you? What? Um, but I get it through his point because yeah okay makes sense that you don't want the problem to be you <laughs> or the problems to be in you sure you know because it's tough to realize like that you're not perfect um or that like a problem might be with you and maybe that feels disempowering like oh no you know now i have my self love diminished or my empowerment diminished because i'm the problem and it's kind of a blow to that but i mean so i get it but i also feel like ooh we got to do better than grow up people i mean and it's not just like their fault for having that idea it's like we need to grow our children up like could we please start letting our children know from day one that like, hey, that's not a big deal. Everybody's got, you are the problem. Sometimes you are. And it absolutely shouldn't take away one shred of your value. It won't. It won't take away one shred of your, or it shouldn't take away one shred of your self-love because that's just the state of life, you know? And if we're going to talk empowerment, just like what I said before, it's almost a good thing if the problem is in you, because guess what? Then you can do something about it. And like you actually have a much easier way to get that handled. And, you know, it'll be handled. You can guarantee that it will, because the only person that can guarantee is you. And if it's in you, then, you know, uh, you don't have to wait on somebody else to do it or hope that it works out. You know, you have all the control there. And I don't know, it's just a thing where I feel like this idea of perfection, I mean, we've gotten a little bit better at it and like telling our kids that everybody makes mistakes or everybody's imperfect, but even calling it like mistakes, like, you know, again, it's kind of like, ooh, a stain on your record. Man, that's just 
freaking a part of living life. It's like I did a metaphor a while ago um, about poop being like the metaphor for like having some anger or having some because, you know, people get so like embarrassed to have anger like, oh, no, I'm not angry. Yes, you are, man. It's a byproduct of life. Just like everybody poops, you know, and we don't have to think of it as a mistake. (laughs) It wasn't a stain on our record. You poop, you know, or it doesn't make you imperfect. It's nasty stuff and it doesn't smell good. And it's like kind of, you know, not an enjoyable part of life. But I mean, it's healthy for you. It's a part of it. It isn't a mistake. You just poop. (laughs) So it's like the thing with the imperfection, you know, we all poop. We all have these natural byproducts of life. You can't even live life at all. You can't without having problems in you or without being the problem. You will be the problem sometimes, not all the time, every time. It's like you don't have to be afraid that all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be pooping all the time, every time, and just like in a constant state of bathroom distress, like never able to do anything else because you're just pooping. But you also shouldn't be under any delusion that you will not be the problem. You will. That'll happen because guess what? It's a product of living life. When you live life and you take in life and you digest life, there will be poop, you know, and you will need to poop out the waste and the byproduct. And that's a part of digesting your lessons and figuring out who you are and going down your path. If you are going down your path and living life, you will absolutely be the problem. Sometimes because you will need to dump out some waste. It will be the natural waste byproduct of you learning and living. And you will be pooping. (laughs) You will be the problem. And like, so anyway, it's like, then it wouldn't have to be so scary. Then it wouldn't have to be such a thing. And imperfection is not even a word. (laughs) You know, it's like um, pooping. You know, we don't sit and call having to poop an imperfection. It is actually a perfection of our system that we have this way to release waste. It's not glamorous, but it is a way to release waste. And being the problem, it's not glamorous, but it is absolutely a way to release waste in life and to keep moving and to let the systems Keep on flowing, you know, the poop has got to be released so that the system can function healthily and keep on going and, you know, create more cells and go on the life path. So, yeah, I feel like let's get better at just being fine with being the problem sometimes. Like what sort of childish fear of the boogeyman or childish fear of poop? I use that in my other metaphor too, where it's like, you know, it's this sort of seems, and we understand where it came from because nobody told them any differently. And in fact, other people have been telling them to be afraid of pooping, but it is just as silly as a childish fear of pooping. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to poop. Like what is, you know, and, and like trying to hold it in all day. <laughs> trying to cover it up like you don't poop I mean it's really childish you know it's like well you do and everybody knows you do and like let's just get on with it maybe it's because everybody's been given this fear 
but it is so silly and so childish. And that's exactly what it looks like to me is like, can we just get better at not giving everybody this crazy childish fear of poop or of being a problem or being the problem? You will. You will. And, you know, let's teach you how to deal with it. Like, go sit on the toilet. <laughs> like, you know, just like we teach people how to deal with poop. You know, well, here's what you do um, so that you can manage it properly. And you will be. And um, no shame in it. Everybody's got to do it. Uh, it's a part of life. And no need to be scared of it. Nothing scary. It's just a part of digesting life. Uh, you know, and then we actually just put the emphasis on what to do if you need to poop, <laughs> you know, what to do if you find that you are the problem, what to do if you find that you have a problem, what to do if there is a problem in you, you know, like what to do. Well, here's how you're going to let this poop out. You know, here's how you're going to process this poop. Here's how you're going to move past the poop section, <laughs> you know, the problem and not have it be such a you know, dramatic thing. Well, because, you know, I think in the bigger picture, this frees people, according to my friend's theory, you know, if this is what is keeping people from looking inward, because they're so afraid of being the problem. Oh, my God, this would free up a whole nother side of life. This would free people up to not just enjoy and find life in the reality of the external but enjoy and find life in the reality of the internal which is the other half that is totally true as well and just as important and like wow then we could really yin and yang it and bring it all into unison and be operating on both feet you know uh how amazing would that be so if that's what it took, like, let's get on it. Let's get on it where we are embracing and allowing the poop <laughs> of being the problem sometimes happen. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.